0: What up, humanity? Our chances of colonizing Mars are increasing as SpaceX and Starlink continue to make rapid progress and advancements. And I'm not just talking about the new iterations of Starship that SpaceX has been testing, but about the progress with its low-Earth orbit satellite internet service, Starlink, which is already launched to over 10,000 users who are paying at $99 a month. It's in the process of rapid expansion. It seems like every month or every couple of weeks, more of these satellites are going up into the sky, and I believe we are past the point of no return. They have gone zero to one, that this Starlink model is working. They're iterating it and expanding it. I believe Starlink is already a multi-billion dollar company on its way to becoming a multi-tens of, if not hundreds of billions of dollar company and propelling the valuation of SpaceX from 100 or now in their latest funding round, SpaceX raised about $850 million at about $75 billion valuation. That's what was reported in the news. My guess is now their next valuation round will be very close to $100 billion. And that is if you're getting in directly from the company, which you got to be in the know to do. I don't even know how you do that. If you're buying it at SpaceX In the secondary market, my guess is you're already paying well over $100 billion with fees. I invested in SpaceX about eight or nine months ago, paid about $45 billion, including all of the fees. But the point is, I think we are seeing a rapid increase or acceleration in the financial valuation trajectory of SpaceX. And a huge reason behind that is the progress of Starlink. So I just want to read you two really quick tweets about Starlink that Elon Musk uh, made recently that have been altering my perception of the trajectory of this business. The first one is, um, on February 22nd, Elon Musk replies to this user's excellent thread about testing Dishy face at 130 megabits per second and says speed will double to 300 megabytes per second and latency will drop to 20 milliseconds later this year. I, I think I got those numbers right. And then they, someone says an active coverage map, question mark. Elon says most of Earth by end of year... All by next year then it's about densifying coverage important to note that cellular will always have the advantage in dense urban areas satellites are best known for low to medium population density areas so he's saying it's not going to be for everyone. If you live in a city with amazing, fast cable internet already, maybe Starlink isn't the thing for you, but your cabin, anyone who's not one of those cities, anyone who doesn't have access to the internet already, which is already a couple billion people, this is going to be a service for them. We are talking about hundreds of millions, if not a potential billion or 2 billion plus potential users in the long run um, for this Starlink internet service. And so the key reason here is Elon Musk's hint about the increase in speed. Now, this was my biggest question was, okay, we have 10,000 users. They're downloading 150 Megabits per second, that's great. But what happens is more users hit the network, users per satellite increases dramatically. Are we gonna have a decrease in speed? No, as the network gets off the ground, it's super in beta. Is what it sounds like from Elon Musk the speed potential max speed could double to 300 megabits per second. So, this is a game changing mind boggler. I was like, wait, so. This is already blowing up. Customers are already extremely happy with the service. Like the satellite internet service is already hitting speeds where I can stream my 4K YouTube video. I can be gaming. I can do all this cool stuff that I need to do in 2021 to be an active member of the internet zeitgeist. Um, And they are saying that speed cap will double. And so this to me... um, You know, as much as Elon Musk downplays the urban potential of Starlink, the fact is, it is basically, from a user's perspective, going to be about as good as this dense internet, you know, coverage. And so, I think the potential use cases for this are absolutely massive. And the rate at which it's expanding is mind-boggling. 10,000 customers in early February, this is just getting off the ground in beta. And that was before they really opened it up and have been expanding to new countries. So, my guess is, Starlink right now, 20, 25, 30,000 people. If you do a 30,000 people times $99 a month. We're looking at about $35 million in annual revenue run rate right now for Starlink just in this infancy, in this beta phase. I think we are on the cusp of a rapid expansion to a million users for Starlink satellite internet service, which is frankly nothing. Elon Musk has 50 million followers on Twitter. Almost half of those probably signed up to try and be on Starlink. Like, you know, how many, my favorite type of business is a business where we literally can't make enough of it. Our biggest problem is so many people want to pay us for Starlink, but we literally don't have the bandwidth or the network isn't set up to be able to handle all of them yet. That is the biggest problem. It's all about expansion. And now that SpaceX has de-risked the fact that A, they can launch these satellites, they're doing it on their own rockets, vertically integrated, and they're able to launch them up in the sky, get them to orbit. And not only that, but users are setting up dishy and it works. The speed is there. They're happy. They're paying. I mean, this has all been de-risked. Now it's about going one to N and scaling this product. So I think SpaceX, we're in this window here where we have a very clear path to a billion plus in annual recurring revenue for Starlink. I mean, think about the value, valuation multiples we're getting in the public market. This is high recurring, uh, rapidly growing, you know, internet revenue. Um, I believe this could be worth a 10, 20, 30x price sales ratio, especially given the growth rate of this. That means if we get uh, have a clear path to me in 12 months of Starlink hitting a billion revenue run rate, we're looking at a 25 billion dollar company potentially today. So this is the reason why I wanted to make this episode. In the beginning, I said our, our chances of colonizing Mars are increasing, which is, makes me so hyped. Like invest in the future you believe in. Like let's let's buy products and services that are supporting an amazing future. When you buy Starlink. You are literally funding the exploration of space. You are you are fueling this entity run by Elon Musk, who is trying to colonize Mars, who is inventing all these amazing technologies like Starlink that come out of the forcing function of having to go to space. I mean, there's no you know like you know competition breeds innovation. Well, I can't think of a better forcing function for innovation than having to go to Mars, having to colonize a new planet. The amount of new technologies that SpaceX will have to develop to do that is unbelievable, and one of those happens to be reusable rockets, which happens to mean you can launch low Earth orbit satellites and turn that into a $100 billion business, and so that isn't just a PowerPoint on paper like every single other SPAC. This is actually happening. We already have tens of thousands of customers paying for this and loving it, and so I just think this is totally going under the radar of anyone, right, everyone right now, and I think if SpaceX was a free-floating public company, I bet the Tesla bulls would be all over this, and I believe it would be trading at $250 or $300 billion already because of the Elon Musk premium, and I don't know if that's justified or insane or Elon Musk would even want that, but that is what I think the free floating value of SpaceX would be. I mean, a Tesla right now, look at the innovation premium. It's trading at $700 billion. I think SpaceX is worth about half that, maybe more, maybe about as much as Tesla when you think about all the technology they have developed and how that will lead them to eventually monetize in the future. Anyway, I think uh, SpaceX will eventually be worth a trillion dollars, but I'm getting carried away. The real reason this is so exciting is because, you know, launching satellites uh, for other people and essentially government contracts, as much as that's a core part of SpaceX's business now, that has not been the lever to turn for them to really fund this ambition to go to Mars. We are going to need tens of billions of dollars, just a massive budget to literally colonize a new planet. I mean, it's expensive, of course. They got to build, blow up all these rockets to test them. Um, And how do you do that? You have to have a cash flow machine. And, you know, Elon Musk has said that it's very expensive to launch the Starlink network. So I don't think overall it's cash flow positive yet, but it has the potential to be an extremely cash flow uh lucrative business. And the genius unlock of why Elon Musk is gonna IPO Starlink is because then he can leverage that equity value, not the revenue stream, to pull in capital. So instead of pulling capital from that one billion in revenue, he can pull capital from that $30 billion valuation once they IPO Starlink. So I think Elon Musk and, and SpaceX is making a genius move by holding out to as long as possible by IPOing Starlink, not doing it when it's pre revenue, but doing it when it already has tens, if not hundreds of millions of revenue, this stable customer stream, everything's validated. I mean, we are setting up for one of the biggest blockbuster IPOs of the decade, maybe of the century, when Starlink hits, the the interest in this is going to be off the charts. He's hinted that potentially Tesla shareholders would try to be able to get in early access. That would be legendary um, because right now SpaceX is private, so it's hard for us Tesla people to access it. But I, you know, this is gonna. This is what SpaceX needed, you know, instead of these constant funding rounds, we have to dilute a billion here, a billion there. I mean, frankly, I think they're doing it on their terms. Everybody's desperate to invest in SpaceX. But now that they can dilute Starlink instead and not, you know, dilute the uh, equity of that core SpaceX entity, that is going to greatly increase the chances of, you know, Elon Musk staying in control. That means the long-term vision staying focused on colonizing Mars, which is what we all want. This is just such a different you know entity and experience than all these other companies um, who are just doing it for the money they just do one project after the next like this is SpaceX and Elon Musk you know even when he what he does with Tesla and Neuralink and the Boring Company there's things decades out about visions that he wants to achieve that will change humanity for the better forever and i it's just so amazing and epic to be a part of that, and I just think the greatest news story of the past year is that Starlink went from a PowerPoint to a multi-billion dollar business, and that has de-risked the potential cash flows, you know, the, the capital raising needs of SpaceX because they can use Starlink now, and that means the chance of us going to Mars are increasing, which is epic. So I am so, so pumped about this news. I've, my current guess, Starlink's about 35, 40,000 users, generating 50 million in annual revenue, growing like crazy. Um, I don't know. That's just a guess. And I think it will catapult SpaceX into the well over a $100 billion valuation range as a combined entity. It'll spin out as being one of those blockbuster IPOs of late 2021, early 2022 at about a $50 billion valuation when it hits the public markets. And yeah, SpaceX will raise a few billion from that and it'll be a game changer to fund Starship. And I'm, it's epic. Anyway, this is HyperChange. Please let me know what you think in the comments below. If you have Starlink, if you have any details on the rollout, customers, any of that stuff, please let me know in the comments below. Anyway, this is HyperChange. I'll see y'all next time.